Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? I don't know shit about fuck. Right, Ruth? Dude, Ruth from Ozark won a fucking Emmy. That's lit. She's very talented. What's up, dudes? Welcome to the vainly titled Danny Palmer Show. The Fun Friday Pod. What a, what a joyous time this is for everyone listening. <laughs> what a lucky 22.4 minutes you've agreed to. <laughs> Dude. I sometimes at night, at like 10.30 at night, I take six minute, no, I, I take 11 minute naps. Like sometimes at 10.30 at night, I'll take an 11 minute nap. And it's very refreshing. And it doesn't prevent me from falling asleep at the time I want to fall asleep at later. So, dude, don't, if you're feeling a little sluggish and it's late at night, you can take a very short nap. It's not going to fuck up your night, dude. You'll be fine. <laughs> I had a uh, so uh, fun weekend last weekend here in NYC. My friend Philip, I had a birthday uh, party and she rented this like Glinda the Good Witch bus, which you can rent and it's this. It looks like a like a giant ice cream truck, and you can drive it around the East Village and it's wildly dangerous. <laughs> you climb up this ladder that isn't secured to go to the top of the roof, and then you can just up. This one guy was up there with a big sign that said like Party Zone, and then they're trying to like wave to people on the streets to be like, Hey, we're partying and. They were coming up all these like weird phrases, like tip your waiter. I was like, dude, just try to get people to like show their tits, dude. Treat it like Nola. And then we turned the corner on like Second Avenue and the light, uh, what do you call those things? The traffic lights were like a foot above our head. I was like, dude, should we touch the traffic light? That seems very illegal. And then as we were turning by Tompkins Square Park, this is so freaky, dude. Uh, the park was pretty dark. There were these people walking through it and they had it looked like guns. I guess it was Nerf guns. And these two dudes pointed these guns towards us, shot the guns, and it was like Nerf pellets. And we didn't understand what was happening. There was this like barrage of little Nerf pellets. Dude, I swear to God, one of these Nerf pellets hit me in the center of my fucking forehead. It's like, bro, don't do that. That's fucking scary. That's like a, a menacing act, you know? How the fuck would we know? That it's a Nerf gun. I don't know you. I'm not having fun with you. I'm not your friend. It's dark. Stop doing that. <laughs> and, and then I got out at uh, this bar called Pyramid Club because that's where we were going to go. And I had to pee. So I went to this bar. Then I came back and the bus was gone. And then I just kept walking around. I couldn't find it. And I don't know. I guess I was, I was probably a little high. I couldn't really follow the text thread of what had happened or something. <laughs> I don't know. And then I went back to this. The, I feel like the... the uh, bartenders at Pyramid Club probably think I'm a weirdo loser because I went in there. I paid the message. Uh, I paid the message. I paid the cover. I got frisked. I had a drink by myself, assuming that my friends were about to show up. Didn't show up. Went home for like an hour. Was like, whoa, what do I do now? Should have texted other people. Just kind of blew my night. Then I went back to Pyramid Club. <laughs> went back in. They weren't there. Then I went back home. So that's wow. What a fun tale. Then this fucking maniac in New York shot up the subway. This dude, that happened, today's Wednesday. That happened yesterday morning, Tuesday morning. Last night, I went to a comedy, uh, the, the holiday party in April at the Comedy Cellar. Then I walked home at like, I don't know, like 2.30, 3 at night through the East Village. This dude got apprehended literally two blocks from my apartment at like 1 p.m. today. It's like, Danny, what are you doing? I was walking by these homeless people and I was like, what if that dude is just like hiding out here or something and he's going to pop a cap in my ass or something? And then... You know, that didn't happen, but 
Yeah, so NYC. But listen, people are like, oh, it's so dangerous. Look, there are pockets of New York that are dangerous. There are fucking psychos in any and all cities that can do dangerous, weird shit at any time. But for the most part, dude, it's pretty chill. I think it's pretty chill. Ain't uh, Haley, my loyal listener, Haley, thank you, Haley, for listening to the pod repeatedly. She said uh, she liked the night when I said weed is lit to fuck on. <laughs> it is, dude. Get a little high. It helps you fucking fuck it. It helps you like feel good when you're fucking, dude. She said, uh, she was talking about last week's solo pod, I think. She goes, I love the whole thing. You went on about my comments so lissomely. You went about my comments so lissomely. And lissomely is like graceful and supple. I was like, dude, Haley, nice word doing lissomely. She's like, Jared is probably a great dude. Jared, if you don't know, is another listener. He tends to be like combative and a weirdo in his comments. And then Haley's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I'm like, I know, Haley. So, oh, and she said, I truly sound happier since Denver. When I did the shows at Comedy Works, opening for Ricky Velez, I was extremely lit. Perhaps a change is needed in your life. New York can take a toll. Are you suggesting that I leave New York City, Haley? I must stay here. It is my home. There are bad men being apprehended literally blocks away. Um, also, I know all guys are obsessed with sex. I'm not a complete moron. I just like to throw a wrench sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, dudes like that stuff. Dude, girls like sex too, man. Sex is universally enjoyed, unless you don't like it, and then it's not universally enjoyed. So I guess sex is not thus universally enjoyed. Is this really content? Um, that's cool. When you said what you said about feedback at the end, it's true. If people really care, they tell you. It's like if you have spinach in your teeth. Do you want someone to tell you, or do you want to walk around like that all day? Uh, so glad you didn't smoke on the airplane. I almost smoked weed on the airplane, but it is true. I wrote a quote last week about feedback. It's like. Even if the feedback about you is wrong, it's good to hear it to know that other people think that. Someone else thinks that, you know? She goes, I want to be, go to Denver now. Keep being your awesome self, Danny. Thank you, Haley. Keep being your awesome self. You're very nice. Um, and then, oh, more feedback. She listened to my uh, interview with Tom McCaffrey last week. Just listened to you and Tommy's chat. I really like the energy between you guys. The discussion kept my attention at an interesting top and had interesting topics. I'm just telling you this, not necessarily for you to read in your pod, though. Whoopsie daisy. Oh, she made a comment about Jared. Listen, I'm not going to be contributing to the animosity between Jared and Haley, my fans. Obviously, Haley's 100% right. And Jared's like, a you know, like, like this dude in Roswell. It's like, dude, what are you doing, bro? So everything, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then on that note, Jared said, and yes, I am better than you. You hack from Cleveland slash Tampa via Jesus in a trailer. Wow. That is biting hurtful comments that are 100% true. Uh, and then Jared also gave me feedback on the interview that I did with John Campanelli that came out this week. And uh, you know what? These are these are pretty mean. <laughs> I'm probably not going to read it. Well, I guess John did say that his act only plays the big rooms. I don't know if he said that specifically. He's like, but dude, uh, I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to read these. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, I'll read this part because it's about me. He goes, I love your empathy and backhanded, circular, nonsensical compliments that you give when I, on the other hand, would destroy all that is left of a human soul. Back, Dude, Jared, you're, I don't love your feedback because it's nonsensical as well. Backhanded, circular, nonsensical compliments. What is a circular compliment? I don't even understand what that means. Ain't that feedback has been rejected. Okay. Oh, dude, to-go cocktails are back in New York City. How lit is that, bro? That's very fucking lit. Kathy Hochul, I feel like, you know, I don't know what I think about her overall. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't really follow that too closely. But I like that she staffed that board that approves the distribution of marijuana dispensaries and the approval process. And she included to-go cups being legal 
again, yet again, for three more years in New York. That's nice. Just let us walk around with drinks, man. Most people are not fucking maniacs. Most people handle it fine. You know what I mean? Like there was some town in like, I want to say British Columbia or something where they got rid of the stop signs and the stop lights and the crashes actually decreased because people realized, hey, I'm in charge of my own life. I need to make autonomous decisions that don't hurt me or other people. Like if you trust society, most of society will handle it pretty well. That's my thought anyways. Not everybody. There's always going to be some fucking dipshit shoe bomber to fuck up the whole thing. But, you know, you know, generally speaking, dude, generally speaking. Oh, that's right. How are we doing on the time here, Palmer? We're at eight minutes. In. Okay. Okay. I see what's going on here. I see what's going on. My coworker, uh, I'll say her name, whatever. My coworker, Kyle, we, we talk on Slack and she likes to make fun of me. And uh, now I'm working with somebody else more directly instead of her. She goes, oh, I'll make sure that these new coworkers realize their additional responsibilities if they're going to work with you include emotional support, comedic relief, and ego stroking. <laughs> wow. Okay, Kyle. Go. I can't, I can't say mean things to my coworker. That's not very nice. She didn't approve that. You know what? Kyle doesn't like podcasts. She thinks that podcasts are dumb. So no matter what I say about her, she just won't even listen anyways. <laughs> so thanks, Kyle. What, what, a, what a great friend. Dude, I love reading inspiring articles. And I read this article uh, recently about... It's like six people that changed their uh, careers during the pandemic because they were kind of forced out of their job due to the pandemic. And dude, some of these stories are were like so inspiring. It like literally brought tears to my eyes. Like the tribulations that these people go through and the resolve that they show to find new opportunity during a difficult circumstances. And these people have way more, you know, uh, challenging responsibilities than I do in my life. I'm just sitting here in my apartment, like looking around, like, oh, this is fun, dude. The fucking I'm watching the the Spurs play the Pelicans, and my TV's colored. It's neat, and I'm just sitting down in my jammies. They meanwhile they've got like real challenges, you know. So this woman, I think her first name is Juane, D-W-A-N-E-T, but there's a like like a little rectangle, I mean a little triangle thing over the E. I don't know what that means, dude. That's like French or some shit, bro. Duanette Perry, 25, was six months pregnant. She was laid off from her job as a, at a money transfer company in Queens in March 2020. Uh, the notice brought a jolt of pain and tough questions. How would she support herself and her baby? What could she do to move her life forward? Her son was born in June 2020. That's stressful, right, when all that shit's going down. Um, so she moved the two of them into her mom's house in Oradell, New Jersey. It was a painful period, but the bright spot was her family. She spent the summer surrounded by her mom, her grandmother, and her younger sisters. She said, everything there, everything there was cozy and comforting. I had generations before me teaching me to be a better mom and telling me things I didn't know. And then she started thinking about, well, I don't know. I want to do something creative. That's my ultimate dream. What could I do? So she goes on YouTube and Instagram and starts watching videos on candle making uh, figuring that everyone loves candles, she decided to try making and selling her own. So she melted soy wax in a double boiler and added oils to create different scents. Pink sugar, cucumber melon, fallen leaves, sweater weather. Dude, that p- cucumber melon could be lit, bro. She called her business Flame and Mama in honor of her newborn son. Dude, go buy some fucking Flame and Mama candles. Good for her. And now she's got several jobs. She does delivery for DoorDash three to four hours a day. She, does, uh, she was hired as a registration specialist at a car dealership and then at night she makes and sells her candles to people that find her on social media so dude that's fucking great man good for her you know then this other woman became she trained to become a dental assistant um, because she was a beauty advisor working at sephora in san francisco but then retail basically shut down so she learned that from scratch and then the dentist that she works with this guy seems really nice too dr earl capulli 
He continues to applaud her improvement on the job, especially in mixing dental compounds. Uh, the day I finally got it perfect, he was bragging about it all day. She said, it's really nice to hear positive feedback. Dude, people celebrating other people accomplishing things in a sincere way, like it literally brings tears to my eyes. That is so nice to really care about and help other people and help them grow. Like, come on. There's a few better things you could be doing on the planet uh, besides that, other than just looking at porn alone in your apartment, which is what I often do. And then... Okay, this guy, I saved the, I don't even want to say the best for last, but this this story is quite inspiring. This guy's name is, da- I, was, I didn't say the name of that woman that I just described. It's not very nice of me. Um, her name is Liz Martinez. She's 32. Uh, this guy's name is David Levi. Um, and he's, what the hell is this dude? 61. The dude that shot up the subway train was 62. This guy's a year younger, living a much kinder, nice, nicer life. Okay, so when the pandemic hit, he was... Uh, This guy had some fucking troubles, dude. In 2017, Hurricane Irma seriously damaged his family's home in Florida, and he lost his job in construction. He had to pack up his belongings with his wife and three kids and move in with his mom in Virginia. He had a hard time finding work in Virginia. He started driving for Uber, uh, and then the Uber trips fell off on the pandemic hit, and his income slowed to a trickle. So that sucks, you know? What does he have, three kids? Three kids, you're living with your mom in Virginia, the fucking hurricane fucked up your house. I mean, that must have been such a low point. He must have probably felt poorly or badly about himself or, you know, his ability to provide for his family. So what does he do? He keeps going. He got a letter from the Senior Community Service Employment Program, which provides job training to older workers. Then in August 2020, he enrolled in a food entrepreneur workshop and had the idea to refashion a large storage trailer into a food truck. But he didn't have enough capital to fund his own business. So and then something terrible and miraculous happened. Okay, Dude, first of all, just to get to that point, good job, bro. You escaped the fucking hurricane-damaged house. You know, you you went to a probably less desirable situation, moving in with your mom. But, you you know, you sheltered your kids. You took care of them. You started working to get a, you had a creative idea about building a food cart. I don't know how to do that shit. Then another terrible thing happened. Terrible and miraculous. A car accident left him with injuries serious enough to land him in a hospital. But then he won $65,000 in an insurance payout in August 2021 and used that to start a food truck business, Pizza Pita, which offers dishes that combine the flavors of Mediterranean and Colombian food. It is crazy to think about it now, but that accident was the best thing that ever could have happened to me, he said. It made it possible for my dream of opening my own business to come true. Dude, I mean, come on. He fucking survived all that shit. Opened a business that was also creative, like candle making. He has a food truck. Using dishes like that are evocative of his heritage. He was born in Colombia and has a Lebanese father. He said he wanted to channel his heritage through cross-cultural flavor combinations. He recently converted to Judaism and was inspired by the Middle Eastern food he tasted during trips to Israel. So six months ago, this was written like this month in April 2022, he was financially stable enough to move his family out of his mother's home and into one of their own in McLean, Virginia. His food truck has been so successful that he's opened a second one, Tacos Cinco de Mayo, last month. Most days I work from 4.30 a.m. to midnight, he said. But no, no matter how hard it is, when you do something you love, it is worth it. Oh, dude, what an inspiring, beautiful story. This other woman started uh, growing fresh lettuce. I mean, dude, it's just like fucking, it's very lit, man. Stuff like that is really heartwarming to me. I love stuff like that. Okay, Danny, don't be a pussy on your podcast, you fucking pussy. 
just start talking about sex and pussy and all the things you think your little you and your little good time buddies like to talk about when you tell your stupid little jokes. Honey, can't you be a little nicer to me? I ain't your girlfriend. I'm a heroin dealer. <laughs> ain't fair. Dude, by the way, this month, I'm pretty sure that this is like probably the best the podcast has ever done. I don't want to disclose numbers. I will just tell you a much larger amount of downloads. I receive a much larger amount of downloads on my podcast than people that watch me do stand up on a monthly basis. So, and even if some of those downloads are people listening to two episodes, so what, dude? That's great. You know, how many people are watching? If you went to see somebody stand up act on a Monday, you wouldn't then go back and watch another act on Thursday. But if they have like, you know, what do I have like 240 episodes in my pod? If you listen to one of those, you might pop on another couple during the week. So that it's just like more opportunities to like listen to someone be creative. You know, I'm just shouting out podcasting right now. Okay. Just everybody just fucking relax. Oh, dude. When I was at the uh, uh, Comedy Cellar holiday party last night, I was reminded of one of the one of my favorite stories in stand up. I might try to do, do this on stage, but I'm not sure if it'll work as a joke. It probably will, actually. Maybe. Anyways, here's the story. So uh, I used to do late night at Comic Strip. Have I told this story in the pod before? I don't think I have. Um, late night, basically, they'll have their house show like during the week. It'll start at 8. And then at 10, you can sign up on a list and like eight to 10 people can do five minutes each. So this comic, Vic Henley, rest in peace. He died during the pandemic. Uh, he was probably like in his fifties, maybe he had white hair. He's from Alabama, super smart guy. You know, it's like, like when I would go up there to do late night, I knew my place. I'm like, I'm a fucking, even though I'm in my thirties, I'm like a rookie comic. This guy's an established pro. He's a comedy central special. I'm not gonna, I don't, you know, it's like your, your wisecracking uncle at the dinner table. You don't say shit to that person, you know? So one night he comes over and all the late night comics are in the lobby area of Comic Strip. And he usually he used to hang out by the the bar um, in between the showroom and the lobby and just drink a whiskey on the rocks, I think, which also made him more intimidating. <laughs> so one night he comes up and he gets all the late night comics attention. He goes, hey, guys, late night's canceled. I'm going to do 45 minutes about my butthole. <laughs> And dude, him doing 45 minutes about his butthole, I guarantee you, would have been a better show for the audience than us eight to 10 scrubs doing five minutes each. So RIP, man. He was a, he was a great guy. Okay, 18 minutes. I was going to read this other article about Molly Shannon. I think I might save that for last week. I feel like keeping the old Friday Fun Friday pods around 20 minutes, a little bit more of a bite-sized chunk. You know what I mean? Like, what, 22 is a sitcom. There's no commercials on this. You're basically getting a fucking sitcom of entertainment, except I'm much smarter and funnier than all of the TV writers in the world combined, obviously. I mean, did I even need to say that? Oh, Dana, you're such a jokester, you fucking loser. Just go to bed, you loser. Um, Okay. Oh, dude, Game of Thrones, bro. I just finished season three. I understand... That season three was released, I believe, in 2013. Go fuck yourself, pal. I don't, I don't have time to catch up with all these shows. But uh, in one of the scenes, that, that eunuch dude who always has his hands in his pocket, he's talking to Littlefinger or whatever. And I think it's Littlefinger says to him, he goes, because um, they're talk- they were kind of vaguely, uh, it was one of those scenes where they're advancing the plot of the story and they're kind of negotiating with each other. But they're also speaking in a broader allegory that could be applied to things beyond the show plot line such as religion, the meaning of life, the existence of God. And uh, I think it's a little thing that says this. He goes, chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. Many who try to climb it fail and never get to try again. 
The fall breaks them, and some are given a chance to climb. They refuse. They cling to the realm, which is like the worldly realm, or the gods, or love. Illusions. Only the latter is real. The climb is all there is. Oh my God. That is fucking brilliant, dude. That is fucking brilliant. I mean, to me, I think one interpretation of that, it's like, now look, everybody has their own beliefs. My friend Clay listens to this pod. He's devoutly, you know, a devout believer and has a very strong faith. I'm not, uh, you know, disparaging uh, other people's beliefs. But for me, I don't believe in organized religion. I think it's just based on these myths that were passed down for thousands of years. I think, unfortunately, when we die, there's nothing after that. I don't even think it's unfortunate. I think it provides our lives with more meaning, not less, actually. And so I think that's kind of what this is talking about. You know, like people think, oh, without the structure of a metaphysical, uh, omnipotent presence guiding my decisions and protecting or, you know, I don't know what the term is, like controlling what happens in the world without that structure, then my life will have meaning. We will have no meaning. It'll be a pit of chaos. But chaos isn't a pit, dude. Like the chaos is all we got. And the latter, to me, is the sense of striving, similar to what those people did that started those businesses during the pandemic and kind of reinvented themselves. Um, the, the latter is, I know that I'm going to be dead for eternity. I know that all human beings will die. And in 200 years, it's very unlikely that people will remember my contributions or even my name. Conan O'Brien said that uh, our graves go untended, grow untended pretty quickly. <laughs> so, you know... But the latter is what we have. The latter is striving, learning, improving, growing, loving each other, being supportive, um, getting excited when your dental assistant mixes the compounds perfectly. Like that's what we have, and that is what we should cherish and enjoy. Is my view? Okay, there you go. That's that. Um, okay, I might skip that thing about Mad Men. I was basically going to say it's like something I've learned. I guess I'm not skipping it. Um, watching Mad Men so many so often when Don Draper faces a challenging situation, he just shuts up. He just doesn't say anything. And I've legitimately applied that to my life. Sometimes when you're in a little a little pickle, or it could be a little pickle, just shut the fuck up. And then time like the conversation will go on and the situation will naturally resolve itself and possibly relieve you of dealing with it. And your attempted, you know, your verbal attempt to deal with a challenging situation doesn't always lead to the result that you want, but shutting up and being silent often does. Okay. What did Mark Twain say? Better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Okay. Last quote. Here we go. Actually, before I do the last quote, I just saw this commercial on TV for bullet bourbon and they're advocating this idea of local bar Sunday, like go to local bars and support them on Sundays. I mean, like I agree. That's a good thing to do, but also like are there large corporate nationwide chains of bars that people are going to on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> it's like Friday, sure, Dave and Buster's. Saturday, belly up to the bar at Applebee's. Sunday, go to a local shithole, okay? Or like die bar. I'm not saying local bars are shitholes. I'm just saying it was for the purpose of the... God damn it. Just, Danny, who are you even explaining yourself to? You're, there's literally nobody in this apartment besides yourself, and you're explaining... Dude, all right. Wow, that's disappointing. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> um... Okay, this is my... uh, I'll wrap up the old Fun Friday pod, John, with this quote from Stephen Covey. When I look back at my life nowadays, which I sometimes do, what strikes me most forcibly about it is that what seemed at the time most significant and seductive seems now most futile and absurd. For instance, success in all of its various guises, being known and being praised, 
chirping to the bog, like Emily Dickinson said, uh, ostensible pleasures like acquiring money or seducing women or traveling, going to and fro in the world and up and down in it like Satan, explaining and experiencing whatever Vanity Fair has to offer. In retrospect, all these exercises in self-gratification seem pure fantasy, what Pascal called licking the earth. Woo, look at that. I wonder if he followed that up with like what he thinks we should be focusing on, which I would assume would be maybe similar to what we were just talking about, what I was just talking about, with like you know being supportive and loving and kind and empathetic and caring. But uh, you know, I don't fucking know the, that part of it. But I do like that idea, you know. And it's kind of I like the fact that he kind of you know burst the bubble of travel. Oh, I'm traveling. I got in a tube and the tube landed. Then I I took a car to a hotel and I'm I'm so cultured. Oh, look at me. Oh. Like, I like to travel, too. Definitely enhances your life experiences, but I see what he means, you know. Like, oh, I'm, I'm getting laid. I got money. I'm, like, traveling around in a jet looking at stuff. <laughs> I'm looking the earth, dude. Quit looking the earth, you fucking fucks. All right. Thanks for listening to the Fun Friday pod. Uh, follow me on Instagram. No one ever does. Uh, or actually, people do follow. I think some people actually did start to follow me on Instagram. I feel like I'm getting a few followers here and there. I think I got some from Denver. There's this girl L. I couldn't understand how I knew her, and she was like liking my pics on Instagram. So then I DM'd her, and I was like, "How do we know each other?" She goes, "We don't." I was like, "Oh, sorry. Have a have a have a good day. You're pretty. Okay, bye." Danny Parmer, YC, come to Black Cat Friday night every Friday night nine o'clock. The shows have been fucking spectacular lately. So much fun. Great comics. Great time. Peace out, you. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh,